And hello, everybody. Welcome to SEN After Live. I am Jay Wade, and holy shit, fuck Batman, have we got one today? That's right, guys. We're now in episode number 31 of this SEN Live After Show, and uh, it's going to be a kick-ass one. Now, I'm going to kick the fucking doors in. It's on like Donkey Kong, all that good shit, guys. We got two kick-ass guests tonight. We're going to jump right into the schmodown bit tonight, a little bit different, and then we'll talk some SEN topics later on. But uh, joining us tonight for his first time on the show, uh, he is manager of the Dungeon, Kaiser. Welcome to the show. How you doing, sir? What's up, Jay? How you doing? Pretty damn good, man. It's great to have you on. Um, good to be and, here. If you were a Schmodown competitor, you have already put $80 in the swear jar. Yes, absolutely. And don't even get... I. That's for another, that's, uh, I'm a stickler, man. I look at, I look at Schmodown like a sport now more than anything, and I'm, I get really nitpicky about certain things, so let's not even get started on that, but I do have opinions on the, uh, enforcing cussing and stuff. <laughs> okay. but, um, and, uh, for a second time on this show, and actually, uh, he was our first guest on our premiere episode of this show, uh, welcome back everybody, Kevin Smets, how you doing? Hey, good to see you. So, yeah, there's no there's no swear rules on this. I take it. You started no, none whatsoever on the right fucking foot. That's good to hear. <laughs> Doing well, man. You guys coming out coming out the gate. You're coming out the gate like uh, what's his name in Jaws, the surly old captain there. Uh, Quint. Quint. Yeah, Quint. Quint. You yes. got a very. You remind me of Quint. Hey, man, <laughs> I take that as a huge compliment, man. Thank you very much. <laughs> the character's actually based on my roommate's grandfather, if you can believe that. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah they're from Martha's Vineyard. That, yeah, Spielberg used him as basically his go-to to get down just that cadence rhythm and understand those salty sailors that all grew up on the islands of Martha's Vineyard and over there. So, yeah, it's based on her grandfather. Wow. Pretty crazy, pretty crazy. That is very interesting, and I would love to talk to you about that and some other stuff. Uh, baseball, also, some other time uh, on a different show. That would be great, man. Uh, but that's very interesting shit. Um, sure. But, uh, guys, we, we're we going to jump into some schmodown here. But uh, before we get into the matches that dropped this week, uh, I, got a, I, I got a question for both of you, but more directed toward you, Kaiser. Uh, I have a baseball analogy. Um, like I was saying, I'm kind of a stickler for the rules and – Consistency, uh, as far as the enforcement of rules, is my biggest issue sometimes with the mm -hmm. schmodown. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to use an example, but I'm going to use an example that no one cares about, not even myself, okay? And that's why I'm going to use it, because it's probably the most pathetic example you could possibly use. Okay, so we're going to go back to the live New York event with the Sir Lord Attenborough answer okay and the controversy mm -hmm. around that mm -hmm. um now i in my thought i'm thinking here okay if you know the lord is or the the name of the or i'm sorry if you know the answer and it's attenborough um then say attenborough and get the easy point right but right. if you want to showboat and you want to and you want to try to be flashy and give the title give the right title because he's not a sir or a lord, he's actually a baron. And and my my analogy for baseball would be that a routine ground ball to the second baseman. It's an easy out. All he's got to do is scoop it up with his gloves, sling it over there to first. The out is done. 
Very simple. Everyone knows he can do it if he plays it right, plays it, you know, plays it safe, man. Okay, so he goes up there. Tries, tries, but if he tries to barehand it like a hot exactly. dog, you might, get, you might get yourself in some hot water. Exactly, and you've got a runner on first now. And and uh, these little things to me matter. Um, do you – based in on a, in a, in a, in a, a man, in a world – I've lost what I don't know. Smash! How many matches have we lost by one question, one point with the faction this year? Like yeah. those things it's matter. Brutal. You cannot. You gotta. I mean, let's. Smets will tell you. If, we figured it out real early, man. It's just Smets versus the question. It's not Smets against Chandru the dancing doofus. It's not Smets against Kalinowski's attitude. It, it's Smets versus the question. And so each every one of them counts. And the last thing you want to do. Go, go That's just not our style. We've never been showboaters. We may be big mouths. We may have a lot of attitude, but we ain't showboaters. Yeah, and I mean, I usually I, when I pop the hoodie, like I don't even have any um, peripheral vision. I don't give. I don't really care what anyone's doing. I was alerted to to Chandru dancing when he thought he was going to beat me in my match with him. I was alerted to that after the fact. Like I didn't even know. I didn't even care because like my eyes on the on the prize. My eyes on the, the question writer. So. You know, for me, it's it's usually it just comes down to that. Yeah, and and there and I don't know. Like I said, I see a lack of consistency with uh, enforcement of things and uh, some challenges and calls and stuff. Um, another, just to point this out, don't need to get into it, but another thing I've noticed is on the countdowns. Uh, you know, does it end on one or do, do we continue it to zero? And if we continue it to zero, then zero needs to be said, even if the person answers it. You know, there's moments where uh, where people will say it later than one and mm-hmm. it's called too mm-hmm. late and vice versa. That's, it, those little things matter, especially for the competitors and managers, career stats. I mean, it all matters, so... Yeah. No, I'm with you. I don't really feel. I don't really think it's certain players in this in this league that handle their business their way and let them. And it doesn't concern me as long as my guys are doing the right thing. As long as they're militant, guys, we may be entertaining and fun in games and put on a good show. But at the end of the day, you need to look no further than that. The night Kevin Smets won the belt for Mike Kalinowski and how dead serious him and I sat in some grungy back room of, of this of this theater just sat yeah. there in complete silence and listened to Black Sabbath and maybe spoke to each other three times because we wanted yeah. to level out. And we know we're, we're each other's rock, man. That's the, We're the only two people who want to – we don't want to talk to nobody. We don't want to see nobody. It's 30 minutes out. Whenever Smet says, I'm ready, let's go. And if Smet says, I gotta, I'm going on my own, check in with me in 30 minutes, it's where he wants to be. It's taken Smets a while to figure this thing out. I think it's taken – takes all the – great competitors a while to figure out this game um smets came in with a lot of raw raw knockout punch power um and a will to win he had to learn the game he had to learn what it was like to be under the spotlights he had to learn what it meant to put himself in a certain mind state and that's why i think he's unbeatable right now yeah uh absolutely great uh season last season for you smets uh Thanks. shit man you yeah you you are not the smasher for no reason dude that's for damn sure and uh you know in this yeah, in this yeah, in in this inner geekdom uh, bracket, is there anyone in there that concerns you whatsoever? No, not at all. I mean, no one concerns me. The only thing that I, you know, watching this bracket and watching these matches play out is just that level of competitive. For me, I'm a competitive person, and so having to sit this one out after having to sit out New York, and then having to sit out Tampa, and then having to sit out 
Um, Houston, for obvious reasons, all three had legit obvious reasons, of course. But so, you know, being not able to play, it's like I'm a starting pitcher and they ha- and it's halfway through the season and I haven't even been able to go, go out and throw. So then they have an IG tournament. I texted Christian when I, when I first heard about it and I asked if I can play in it. And he's like, no, you're the champ, you know. Um, you know, and so the competitive part of me is like, oh, why not just lay it down and try to gauntlet through it? I mean, I didn't say that to him, and I don't. Kaiser would kill me if I did that. But you know, I think we were thinking we'd have a couple more opportunities here. Uh, you know, especially just uh, you know early on, like I was going to have an early defense, whether I won or lost. Um, let's say I won, then that's points on the board for me. Let's say Mara beats me, then I'm easy. I, I either win it back in a rematch two months later and get more points. Or I'm in this tournament and I'd win the tournament. So, um, yeah, no one on that, no one on the bracket worries me. You know, I mean, obviously, everybody will say um, Robert Parker. He's a dungeon mate of mine, obviously, and you know, he beat me in the fan leagues. But he knows it, and I know it. Beat me when I was literally a fraction of what I am now. Um, I think that uh, I, I think that the Kevin of the, the me now, the Smasher, would have would easily beat Parker of two years ago right now at my level, but Parker has gotten better as well. So when push comes to shove, I think he's going to win the tournament. I think it'll be zipper and him in the finals. Cause we've been getting zipper ready too. And I think when, at the end, at the end of the day, I'm not afraid of zipper. I'm not afraid of Parker. I'm not afraid of anyone, man. Like for me, I'll, I'll take on anyone anywhere. I'll go to a garage right now and play in someone's garage. Like I'm literally. Uh, that's shocked. actually the way we, per- that's the way we prefer it. Yeah, that's true. We'd rather play in garages, these parking lots. We don't care. Awesome. Literally shackled here, not able to compete. So, yeah, uh, no one I, – I would literally take on Kalinowski and Parker in a handicap match if that meant I got to play, and I would even defend the title against them. Like, just I, – I want my – I want to have my match now. I want Chandler. That's great. That's great. Um, and, and one more quick thing. I'd like to ask all of our guests a specific question. Kaiser, your form of the question will be a little bit different since you're a manager. Um, but when we had you on before Smets, it was before the draft. And I, at the time I'd asked you who you'd want to be drafted by other than Kaiser. Um, I shit, I, I will admit I'm one of those guys. I'll admit my bad. I did not get a chance to go back to listen to your answer, but, um, uh, I'm well, actually I do remember what you said, but we're not going to get into that now. Um, but, uh, so Kevin, at this point, we're into the season. You have been drafted. What if, question, if you had to be traded, who would you want to be traded to? I wouldn't be traded. Like, I mean, Kaiser and I are brothers. Like, I don't think, you know, I've told him I, over a beer. I've said, hey, man, I feel like I'm a liability. I haven't gotten you any points, and it's not looking likely until this COVID's over. Like, and, you know, I can't even get the word out before he probably slaps my face and says, how dare you even say that? So, <laughs> um, I don't have any plans on getting traded or leaving the dungeon. Like, I, you know, I want to do what Kobe did. I want to, I want to be a Laker for life. I want to be dungeon for life. So I can't imagine it happening. Um, if it did and it was out of my control, um, I, I honestly can't get in the headspace of even thinking of who else I'd want to play for. Cause it's just that, that, that kernel, even a kernel of an idea has never even settled in my mind. So I'm not trying to give you the the cheap answer out, but you know I'm just I bleed dungeon. So unless Kaiser, you know, runs his mouth to the mob and then ends up at the bottom of the sea, I don't imagine playing for anyone else uh, other than him. No, that's a very well, fair I'm a, answer, I'm a man. Pretty, I'm a pretty good swimmer, Smets. I might get out of that one. All right, <laughs> good. That, that makes me feel good. Well, then the answer is I'll, I'll always play for Kaiser. 
Sounds good. Um, Kaiser, you're, you're, uh, like I said, yours is a little bit different, but kind of the same question in a way. Um, if you had to trade Smets, who would you want to trade him for? Um, oh, let's see. The thing is this, it's like, <laughs> I, you know, him and I made a decision a long time ago that we're going to kind of approach this game like, like the Legion of Doom, you know, where, where the road warriors granted he's doing all the heavy lifting, you know, and, and he's going out there and winning matches and getting knockouts. Um, and I'm, you know, obviously more of his coach, manager, his friend. I, I'd argue the heavy lifting is dealing with my freakouts and phone calls at three in the morning when I'm <laughs> Let's be honest, dude. You know, it's a, wel- it's a welcome call when it's, your, when it's your good friend, though. That's the difference. Thank you. But I'll put it to you this way. I won't, I won't give you the cheap Smets answer. If I had to trade Smets for someone – I think everybody in this league, I've said it before, and I think everyone knows I'm very interested to get Roca into the dungeon. You know, it would have to be a legend. It would have to be a champion. It would have to be someone. Uh, I think he's, you know, people call Merle the greatest of all time, and I understand why. But when I look at that, when I look at the whole package, the mic skills, the character, the knowledge, the charisma, you know, I think Terminator, I think Roca's the best player who, in, in my opinion, I think he's the best player ever in the Shmodan. I think he's the best character in Shmodan. So, you know, I would love to get a guy like that in the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, and and I could see Smets and uh, Roka as a team. And I could when, too. Yeah. And when I asked uh, when I asked Roka the question who he would want to be drafted by, um, you were you the dungeon was uh, was his answer actually. So. Um. Yeah, that I could become, definitely become, see that. You become friendly with John. Um. You know, obviously, look yeah. when it comes to when it comes to matches, nobody's our friend. You know, you guys have all heard me say, uh, "I'm friends. I'm friends with Tom Dagnino. I am not friends with Bobby Gucci." So when all bets are off, when we're in the ring, but outside of the ring, you know, I'd say Smets and Roca have uh, come. You know, friends over the last couple months, and and you know, look, I I'm not trying to. Steal him from Gucci, but you know this is a game of change, and people need to be ready for change. And there's no no reason to make a make a good pitch and just get someone thinking. You know, maybe what if yeah. what if one day I played with Smets and Kaiser? I think he'd be a great addition. He'd be perfect for us. We could use some help in singles, so he'd be perfect. Not at yeah, the expense yeah. of trading Kevin Smets. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that too. Um, and not just because, uh, Kevin, you're here. And I, I, <laughs> you are, you are very well placed in the dungeon. So. We did yeah, what man. we said we were going to do. We said, look, we said we're going to come out in this league. We don't want to, we don't want to lose a match. We want to win every game. We want to win that belt. We want to hold it forever, and we want to go down as the best that ever yeah. played in the IG. You know, um, funny, my Discord that- photo has the picture of you and I right before our debut. It's that photo that I used to have on Twitter where it's. You with the glasses, me backstage. Oh, I'm, looking I'm, I'm looking at it right now. The one that we did yeah. that we, we, we made. That. That's literally backstage what you said to me right before the match, basically. It's like, so it's funny. Uh, yeah, it's just this old school picture. We'll have to post it, but it was that I was take taken a lot. I take, even more. I take a lot. Look, oh, I love Zip and I love Wit and I love Parker and I love Brittany and I love Vinny and I love Mugen and the whole crew, Drew. You know, obviously, when you have a history with someone and um, they're your best friend on the planet, man, then what, then what that means is, is 
need, you know, you're going to go out there and, and execute and, and you're going to do your damn best for that guy. And, and you're going to want to, you know, look, I always said, yes, this is now a game of standings and points. I get it. You know what? As long as Schmetz has that belt on his shoulder, I'm not really worried about where I am in the standings. You know, it's a long season. We'll see. But for my biggest pride point is the fact that, that my pal has got a belt on his shoulder, worked his ass off. He really got through, went through so much shit that first season and learning curves and ups and downs. It's just, it's real remarkable. I'm, I'm very proud of it, man. I'm very proud of him. It's funny you say the belt, too, because I'm proud of that belt, but it's getting to a point now that I'm so ready to defend it. Like, I, I just look at that belt, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I know I'm still a chain, but I want to I want to earn that. It's like, I had, you know, where it stand, it's on that stand right now, Kaiser, uh, in my living room next to the bottles of whiskey and the... the you know the, what? The it's not a But it, it's time. I think I'm going to put it away for a little bit. I don't want to look at it anymore. I want to defend it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And just at the end of the day, remember that belt's not in Chandra's living room; it's in yours. So that's it's always a yeah. good day in the neighborhood when that's the case. Yeah. yeah. And in hell, speaking of that belt, uh, the the this week the uh, the second play-in match in Inner Geekdom tournament dropped with uh, Greg Alba versus Warfather, and uh, that one came out with Alba or Alba. Sorry, uh, it doesn't matter. They're both the same yeah. thing, right? Um, right. So uh, uh, Alba ended up winning the game or the match rather, and uh, I I had picked Warfather in that personally. Um, I was a little bit uh, I was a little bit surprised by that. I don't know if I should have been, but uh, um, and then also uh, the very first match dropped Barbarian versus Slavic, and Barbarian won that one, which I personally had I I had him winning that one. Uh, he he came out really strong in his first match, but uh, what are you guys taking away from these two matches and the winners uh, as as the tournament moves forward? Well, I, I take from there. yeah, I take from Barbarian and Adam Lavic, uh, the, the his Achilles heel again was Middle Earth. I mean, it, it went down exactly how it did in San Diego, and it, you know um, exactly how it happened with with Hector Navarro too. It's just not a league now anymore where you can have a glaring weakness. You know what I mean? Like, and it's I, the guy's busy, obviously, and he has a whole channel. And I actually really love and enjoy Adam Lavic's uh, content. But you can't. Yeah, great there's this level of there's this level of uh, competition now, and you, you just can't have the the people in the past who are like, oh, just, it'll be fun. And I remember the the Bachelor was talking on backstage about how oh, it used to, I liked it when it would prove who's the biggest geek. Now it's who studies the best. No, that's not the case, man. The biggest geeks will study the best, dude. I, you think I like these movies? Like, yeah, I do. Like, even the ones that I make fun of all the time, there's merit to Green Lantern. It's not the worst movie in the world. Taika Waititi is funny in it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's and I gotta see, I gotta see that movie. I've never seen. It. Maybe we'll do it for a, a press play with Kaiser. But um, yeah, like so for me, it's like you gotta watch all the genres. So for uh, that one, Barbarian, I think it's Bar- Barbarian's the one guy where it's like, just don't you wish you had a crystal ball? You know what I mean? I mean, I love our squad anyway, because I, I love that we have Wit and we have, uh, who did you, you had Parker and then, and then you picked Zipper and then Wit, right? That was the order. Um, but I think even after Wit. Parker, Parker Zip, Zip Wit. Parker Zip and, but Wit. I think after, even after Wit, I think Par- Barbarian was still on the board. And you know, that's the guy that you just want to take, because I just think he has a general overall knowledge. He kind of reminds me of Ethan Irwin a little bit, but if it goes into the, it goes into the IG, then that's just even better for him. So um, I think I think your your pal Ben Bateman had some insider information on that guy because I sure as hell didn't. Yeah, or yeah, someone had to have known and and whispered over to Gucci because that that I mean 
I remember he didn't he do like a cutscene last year and it was just for fun and I was like, Oh, who's this guy? But you know, um as far as the yeah. Warfather one, that I mean the Warfather, that guy's just he's you know, he's Santino Morella from WWE. He's fun to watch and entertaining. Um but you know, it, when it comes to that match, like you just watch, like you know, I play. I'm saving. I'm trying to save these matches for when I have game week, and then I kind of play along. But it's just been so long since we've had IG matches. I watched along to both of these, and like the uh, yeah, the, these scores uh, aren't indicative of how it would have gone if they were facing the Smash. I'll just tell you that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I went perfect, and because I'm sitting in my living room watching it, but. Uh, I can tell you I went perfect, you know, like these, these, no. this is why I'm just sitting here on my couch. Like I need to be in this match. I need to be in that match. Like I'm ready to go. I feel like I'm peaking already. You know, what are your thoughts on this Kaiser? Uh, you know, I think Alba has a good shot at beating Kalinowski. That said, I would never doubt Mike Kalinowski. So at the end of the day, if I had to pick, if I'm in Las Vegas and someone said played, you know, bet the match, I'm going to go with KO. I got a lot of respect for that guy, you know. Um, yeah, me too. Smets, Smets will tell you, like, being, being someone's enemy or it's on the field of battle, we probably all came into that league, all three of us, um, not a, a lot of love in our hearts for each other. I think, you know, uh, we, we res- while we respect people as players, we kind of, you know, we, we were kind of distancing. Our, we weren't distancing ourselves. We felt distant from a Feeling lot of each people. Other out. Yeah. Each other. But, but because of that battle those guys had back and forth last season, it's it's created a uh, a frenemy <laughs> in Mike Kalinowski. And, um, I, and, and I've, been, I've been on record saying it, that if I was just a fan of this league and I wasn't involved, you know, Kalinowski would be one of my favorite people to watch. I think Alba's going to. I think Alba's going to play him tough, and I do think Alba could still get a win. I think you're going to see that match closer than people think. I think like I yeah, said, we'll well, at the end of the day, one. Well, at the end of the day, I think Mike. I would, I would pick Mike. I, I, I could absolutely see Alba winning that match. I think that match is all going to depend on how round one goes. If round one, Mike stumbles a little bit and he starts getting in his head, he's like, you know, oh my god, like maybe, maybe this isn't the time for me anymore. Maybe it's a different league. Then I can see Alba, you know, kind of capitalizing. But if Mike hits early and kind of he can steamroll. He gets that mojo back. I mean, if he wins, listen, you know, we got Zipper's match. He's got to get there too. But, you know, I have all the confidence in the world Zipper's going to make it to the finals. But he's going to have to go through. If KO gets a win that's substantial, um, he'll have that momentum going into Zipper. Um, and that, I mean, let's say Zipper gets past his first round. That could be highly, uh, that'll be a highly competitive matchup. Um and I just think that K, it's good for the league to have KO near the top. It's just like it's good for the NBA when the Knicks are good or the Lakers are good or just the, the Yankees. Here I say it, but the Yankees. You want the Yankees. You want you want the Dodgers. You want all the teams, that the top teams doing well because it's better for the league. Higher tide rises all ships. So I want to see KO bounce back, but I do want to see Zipper represent the dungeon and, and uh, knock him out of the tournament, you know? So, Zipper's got yeah. Zipper's got beef with that faction. Zipper's got beef with Kalinowski. So I don't think for one minute he is a, he does he he doesn't want it to be Kalinowski. He he doesn't want Kalinowski to lose. He wants to beat one of the best that ever played this game and be able to say he did it. Don't think Zipper's yeah. sitting there saying, "Oh, I hope Elba wins." Yeah. Oh, he, 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 he totally remembers when he got kicked out too. Remember when they tricked him? Mm-hmm. That doesn't. That, the whole thing with uh, Zipper when when they told him he was going to be in corruption and then he was going to be the leader of corruption and they they played him you know that, you don't forget that 
That was embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, your phone's cutting out there, Smetsy, or your mic or something. Oh, better now? Yeah. yeah. Still cutting out a little bit. You want a transistor radio? What are you doing? I'm not service down here, bro. You don't let me get him. Oh, like- man. Um, no, it's, always, it's always my fault when the bills aren't paid. You know? <laughs> You've been down. We haven't been able to get you, you know, that prize money. So, you know, it's, we're a little tight around the dungeon lately. These guys start yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for uh, I can't wait for this uh, this tournament to wrap up just because I want to see a really good uh, championship match. Um, did you guys have a chance to watch the Saul versus Baby Heel Hanna match today? I watched no. it earlier this afternoon. I did. Kaiser, you did it. not. I haven't watched it. I can't wait to. I know. I know the outcome. I mean, can we can we uh, we can talk about who won and lost here. Yeah, yeah, we can talk spoilers. I just didn't want to spoil it for either of you guys. I knew he won. I knew Hannah won. Uh, I I very much look forward to watching that match. Maybe tomorrow I'll check it out. Um, better feeling. You know, Saul's a good player, so I'm curious to see what he brings to the table in this match. You know, even though what was the final score, Smith? It was uh, I don't don't quote me on it, but let's just say he got to the five. He got to the five. He missed his five, so he 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 took it to the limit. Saul did yeah. not. Saul actually has skills. Like, um, yeah, it, he could have made he could have forced Brandon to answer his five had he known it. And I think Saul was kicking himself. I think Saul. I don't call it a yeah. Peter, but I think Saul rushed his answer on the five. And if he would have taken more time, he would have said the correct one. He got he got an element missed. He got an element in the MCU, as we would say. He uh, the answer was uh, iridium, and he said um, palladium. Palladium is the element that was killing Tony in the arc reactor. They were looking for iridium, and I don't think I think that he was just he heard that in his brain at first um, and ran with that. Um, and when he should have held and been like, wait a second, that's that's part of Tony. No, it's the other one, and I think he would have gotten it. So. But Saul has skills, man. I think that I think the I like his attitude, man. I heard of what he said on the "Let's get ready to schmo down" or "Let's get ready to talk schmo down." I really um, respect the guy that says he wants to come in, and you could say, "Oh, because he said nice things about me." But no, I respect that a guy can come in there and um, say that you know this is where it's the tougher division. Uh, it could very well be, uh, especially to win a title, you have to almost go perfect. You know what I mean? Um, so. That I give him respect. I respect him for coming in there, and he did a good showing. And uh, you know, don't don't have too many good things to say about Brandon Hanna these days. But you know, you know, I guess you can call me Rocky watching Tommy Gunn win the title. Like I was still happy he got through. He got that monkey off his back after two consecutive losses. Yeah, dude. In, until until he grows some hair on those balls of his, he will forever be baby heel. He just. Uh, He's he in my from what I see he's overreaching to reach uh, a heel status that I don't think he can reach. Um, but anyway, that's a whole nother beef uh, with that guy, man. What what a joker, what a clown. Um, uh, real quick, uh, uh, because Kaiser, I know you got to get out of here shortly. Um, tell us, uh, tell us about the uh, Star Wars match that you were that you were managing there and. It was absolute insanity, dude. Yeah, um, you know, Sam Levine is wily, and you got to be prepared. He's uh, he's very astute. He obviously, guy who's had success in this league and knows how to play the game, is going to be just a wily, tough manager, and he's going to be, you know, he's going to be looking for every angle, and 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 that's that's the hard part about 
going up against Sam. Figured Molly was good. Didn't think she'd be that good. I thought yeah. she, you know, would be a little rusty. Though, and and basically, based on the training sessions, that's me, Parker, Zip, we're having with Wit. He seemed the lights out. He really just seemed lights out. And I thought he was going to be. Yeah, but I thought he was, in a good, he was in a good position to win this match. And let's face it, it came down to a five pointer. So he hung with her. It was a disappointing loss because I was really enjoying being a part of this tournament. Um, and you know, to go home early sucks. But uh, hey, you know, you take the good with the bad. You can move on. We got another tournament to win. But uh, it was an exciting match. It was a fun match. I got to take a couple shots at Harlov. So for me, that was a positive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the other thing is, it's sometimes it's just the luck of the look. It's a sport. Sometimes it's the way the ball, you know, hits the grass, or how the football lands uh, when you're punting. For for Wit, like I honestly think that Wit probably. And I wonder if he's played along with it yet. I'm not saying that uh, that the first match was. I'm not taking anything away from how amazing the two perfect games were in the first match, but I do feel that the level of questions were a little easier on the first match. And that's just the way that the cookie crumbles on as far as where the questions get distributed. And I think some very, very difficult questions for wit. And yeah. And I think wit had wit knowing his level and how he was playing in our um, uh, training sessions. I think he would have nearly ran the table in that first match. I just think the second match and it's no one's fault. And so I'm not complaining about it, but the second match, just had a little bit more of a difficulty curve. And I, it was the wording of the questions to kind of throw people off. And that's why there were a lot of challenges, the wording of the questions and uh, kind of threw uh, both competitors off a little bit. And then it just kind of uh, where the chips landed, uh, didn't fall our way that day. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a hell of a match though. And uh, Witt definitely, uh, he, he shouldn't hold his head low or anything at all, man. You can tell he's got a lot of juice in him and uh, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what happens in the future with him. He loves his, he loves this game and he loves his faction. So I'm just waiting for him to break it open and <clears throat> maybe he uh him and Zipper will get a chance to team up and play in teams together and we'll see what he can do there. Yep, maybe so. Uh hope it works out and uh you guys got to take off, don't you? I got yeah. t- I got I got 5 minutes. Oh, all right, yeah, all right. We're not, we're, not, we're not rushing out the door there, buddy. You keep you keep All right, cool. Us, yeah, got to cool. go a little well, bit. We'll go ahead. Here's the thing, Jay. I got the Gucci verse at 8 p.m. And Lord knows, you're walking into the Gucci verse. You better bring a helmet. You better bring uh, elbow pads. You better bring a a, a wallet full of cash because you don't know where the hell you're going to end up (laughs) and who you're going to be up against. So it takes a little prep before. Yeah, that's why I got to make sure I got my passport handy. I never know if I'm going to end up in another country by the end of the thing. And Smets is our guest tonight. It's Smets is our guest tonight on late night with Gucci and Kaiser. Yeah, I got I got some things to say. That's for sure. Hell yeah, hell yeah! Well then, let's uh, let's finish up real quick because we got one more match that dropped this week: the Scrimshaw versus Demolanta match. Um, now, talk about a hell of a match! Um, I, that's probably one of the best matches I've ever seen in the Schmodown in any division. Yeah, I mean when that when that first came on, and we've made no secret about it. Roka and I text each other back and forth during these matches, just to you know, just, that's what we do. We've been doing that. Um, and it's, it's been good insight. But uh, when when he came on, when Andrew came on, and he had that frown, and he was just pissed. He's like, "I'm ready to go." And like the first thing I thought is, "Is he going to psych himself out, or is he going to like ride through it?" Because like he literally, I texted him after his win, and I was just very impressed with it. And I said, "Man, when that when the screen came on, the first inclination is, man, is he is he getting too amped? Is he is it going to?" 
trip him up. But like for some reason for me, I saw him on there and I was like, oh, he he's on, he's ready, dude. He he has so much to prove, and he has that chip on his shoulder. And it reminded me of me in my debut because I was uh, passed over in the first IG tournament, and then Kaiser and I came in. No one really knew who Kaiser was. Some people knew who I was because I'm friends with Cushing. But he said he had that eye of the tiger. I texted him a picture of Rocky from Rocky Three after he gets that eye of the tiger. So not Rocky before the first club work laying match, but uh, during the second one. And I just said, that's, that, that's what it took for him. So I was, I was impressed. Like I said, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from it. Uh, those questions, uh, even when I say, Oh, they're a little easier than the second one. That's just how it lies, but they were still deep star Wars questions. And for two people to go perfect, it's that just goes to show. I believe that that's where IG's headed. And it's really – I could imagine seeing the match with me and Chandra going very similar. If Chandra's studying as much as, and as hard as I have been, I could very much see something similar going on where if you must and you have to go to multiple choice in the second round, you could still go perfect and lose the match because no, the other person doesn't go multiple choice. So, um, yeah, that was it, – it's a good lesson to see that, you know, think about it. They were going in look, – look how perfect Scrimshaw was and he lost on OT on that – technicality of question. You know what I mean? Well, it's not technicality. It was the, the correct answer. The correct ruling was made, but um, yeah, hell of a match. I had yeah. Scrimshaw. I thought Scrimshaw was going to take it. That was my prediction for the match. Me too. <laughs> Knowing full well how good Dimelant is. And he's a he's a likable guy too. So well, I listen to Scrimshaw's podcast. He, I mean, he just, he, that is his job. They talk about it. And I love how at the end, Scrimshaw, and that's, if you like it, if you want to know what this podcast like, it's like how he ended it, where he was talking about how, um, well, if you want to get technical, Luke, it wasn't Luke's hatred that could destroy Vader. It was actually Luke's love and love for the star. Like he, he wrapped it up in a nice bow where, um, and that's, that's the kind of Star Wars fan he is. And that includes having backwards and forwards knowledge of any, everything in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, it it was great. Um, like I said, it's probably it's probably the best match that in my mind. It's probably the best, if not one of the best matches in in the history so far of Schmodown. Of oh, course, we're, we're gonna get, we're gonna get Smets in Star Wars someday. We should have him take that belt too. He's already the unified champion of the world after beating Merle Roca. Uh, what's his name, Damon? You know, so it'd be nice to have Star Wars. Star Wars question too. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Star Wars. It'd be nice to hang that Star Wars belt up on the mail too. Maybe we'll come after that next season. That would yeah, be great. Like, you know, seeing that seeing that intensity from Andrew Demolanta, like I, I remember, because you always play, put yourself in situations like how would I play, and I played along with it. And uh, but like to be across the table, like against Andrew, if he was that focused and I was in full Smasher mode, I mean that that's where that's where you're talking uh, that those goosebump level feels kind of like a collision. If you remember collision, one of the big, big money first, matches, big money matches right there. Right? I think Collision, uh, even though Mike tried to make it funny and or not funny, he tried to make it like intense, getting in my face and stuff like that. And spectacular. I think the most intense was right before the match of Collision. I just remember the atmosphere in there when when uh, Zipper and uh, uh, Pauliyama were behind me with Kaiser, and we were waiting for is everybody ready? And then you, just before you guys went off, and we were just sitting there, and they were telling the rules or whatever. That atmosphere is, I think, how it would be with me and Dimalanta because, you know, I think he's just an intense person. I think he was sick of hearing mm-hmm. all the talk about Owen, too. Sure. For him. How he does in this thing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Jay, it seems like Mets and I got to jump that magic carpet to the Gucci verse. Pray for us. Uh, if you don't yes. hear from us, to quote Jack Burton, if you don't hear from us by uh, noon tomorrow, call the president. 
somehow <laughs> butchered. I butchered that line. I got the time wrong, but you get the points. I get the point. And uh, tell uh, tell Mr. Dagnino I said hello, he, and he'll and he'll look at you like I don't know who the fuck that is, but that's all right. Um, he knows who everyone is, man. That's Gucci. What are you talking about? He he knows all. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, before you, you get know, out he, of here, real he quick, was a, he, he was a drifter fortune teller for many years before he got into the schmodown, carrying a rucksack over his shoulder, just from town to town, <laughs> reading palms for winos and shit. So I actually believe that. I actually do. Um, you guys want to tell everybody where they can follow you out real quick on the socials? You go, Kaiser. You go ahead. Well, if you want to check me out on Twitter, it's at Kaiser Says So. I'd also appreciate if you you folks go on to Vimeo, John Kaiser, Vimeo.com, watch my radio show, or listen to my radio show, the Kaiser Radio <laughs> Hour. John Kaiser. I told him I was spacing and I thought you were saying Venmo, and I was like, "Is he about to ask for money?" <laughs> like, here's my Venmo for money. I'm always asking for money. If you guys got money, send it. No, it's Vimeo.com forward slash John Kaiser, and just scroll down, and you'll see I got four radio shows. I've been doing these, you know, COVID quarantine lockdown radio hour. Yeah, I feel like I'm Christian Slater and pump up the volume or some shit. So I got to tell some funny <laughs> stories and some tunes and some comedy bits. I appreciate all four. The, the small amount that I have, like well, that's because you're a shitty friend. DJ that's why Spirit. you're a shitty friend. You're a shitty friend. No, because I'm <laughs> studying, bro. It's because you make me watch fucking Cowboys and Aliens three times and then recite. Oh my gosh! The at the end. That's more important. Fair enough. Point taken. Listen, Jay, oh, we owe, we we owe you one. We 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 hate to scoot on you early. No, you're good. You're good. I want you to book it, book us for another one down the road, and uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll do it again with you. We'll do it again with you sometime. Great talking with you, buddy. Uh, hey, have a great night, guys. Thank you all very much. All right, brother. All right. Take care. All right, later. And we will be right back, guys, after a short promo break for some other shows from Merc with a Movie blog. And on the flip side of that, I will give you Smetz's uh, um, social media contacts. So uh, if you want to follow him and check out what he's going on, you can do too. They had to jump out. Like I said, they got Bobby Gucci waiting on them. So uh, we will be right back. Hey everybody, I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Maruk with the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Screen. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in the game. <laughs> well, you might. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merc with the Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I, every week, coming together, doing our own little, our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, 
TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Mercury Movie Walk feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, The Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. Hey, and welcome back, everybody. Uh, be sure to check out those shows from Mark with the Movie Blog. Lots of good shit going on over here. And uh, that was a great time with Kaiser and Smets. Really appreciate their time. Thank you, guys. Hope you guys, uh, you listeners there, enjoyed that. Um, I had a hell of a good time. Definitely going to have them both on again uh, here pretty soon after I uh, get in touch with them. Uh, like I said, they had to run. Go to Bobby Gucci channel. Uh, well, that's not the name of the channel, I don't think. Shit, so that's bad on my end. But uh, they had to go run over there to Bobby Gucci's show. And uh, so, like I said, Kevin Smets, if you would like to follow him on the Twitter, you can do so at Kev Smets, K-E-V-S-M-E-T-S. Uh, be sure to do that. Uh, hell of a competitor, really nice guy. Both those guys, great guys. Uh, thank you guys again for your time. But uh, like uh, like I said, uh, opening up here, we are an SEN Live after show. So uh, we're going to jump into some uh, SEN Live shit here. Um this week was uh, it, uh, it's always fun. It's always fun, especially with Brett and Christian goofing off and dicking off and shit. Good times, and uh, they had a, a couple topics. Um, well, uh, maybe not topics, but news things. Um, one of them was possible Joker in Matt Reeves' Batman, and my question for that was: uh, Do we really need another Joker right now? Um, you know, I mean, obviously we've got uh, as far as theatrical releases. Um, no, we got Tim Burton's Batman with uh, Jack Nicholson as Joker, which is just it's it's classic. Um, then we uh, we fast forward and we've got uh, Heath Ledger in the uh, Christopher Nolan uh, trilogy. Excellent fucking job! I don't think anyone would deny that. Great, great work, and uh, my personal favorite Joker. So. Um, and then we, we had in Suicide Squad, we had Jared Leto as Joker, which did not work out very well. I have a feeling, though, that that if it had been edited, well, not just edited differently, maybe. I I have a feeling that that, that movie could have been so much fucking better um, if it had had more Joker. And instead of that stupid fucking dancing chick... Um, the main villain should have been the Joker, and they should have used Suicide Squad to go and capture the Joker. Then that would bring in the dilemma for Harley Quinn. Does she turn on the squad to go with the Joker, or does she stick with them and help capture the Joker? That would have been fucking amazing, and then that could have set up a uh, a, a spin-off Joker and Harley Quinn movie. Just I uh, so that they really fucking botched that movie in my. Um, but then, but, but that he just, it didn't go over well. And I don't think that that was necessarily, uh, Leto's fault. I just think that's the way that the fucking filmmakers or whoever was in charge of making it the way they did. 
I think that's on them. But uh, it didn't go over well nonetheless. Um, then, of course, uh, last year, we had uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, which I was really skeptical about. I was really curious about how they would do this, how it would work out. Uh, but it was fucking amazing. Just amazing. And that is my second favorite Joker. But now we hear not even, you know, I mean, what? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure this movie will come out next year, I believe. I'm not sure. And I'm not going to Google it while I'm talking to y'all here. Uh, but the point is, it's very soon after Joker. And since Heath Ledger, really, there have been a lot of Jokers in somewhat short amount of time. And, and thank fuck that two of them have been kick-ass. Uh, and again, I don't think it was necessarily Leto's fault. I think I think a lot of his shit was left on the cutting room floor, and those fuckers didn't, uh, they, they didn't utilize the plot the way they should have. Um, but anyway... I, I, I could say that shit all day. And I just, I really thought highly of what that movie could have been. Suicide Squad, that is. Or this suicide. I don't fucking know. It's all stupid and confusing. Let's just be real about that shit right now. Uh, and Pete Davidson in there, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, dude. Whatever. Cool. Um, <laughs> here we go, guys. Off the rails. But anyway. But but no, it makes me, uh, it makes me wonder. I mean, are, too much Joker here. Too much Joker in the in in the, they've not they've not used so many other villains that they could use. It's just always the same villains every movie, and uh, I just I can't stand it. Uh, regardless of whether the Joker's in or not, I can't stand that aspect of it. I am absolutely looking forward to this uh, Matt Reeves version of Batman. I think it's I, I think it's got a lot of fucking potential. But um, but uh, something else that came out—a trailer dropped uh, for Bill and Ted Three. Now I'm I am still looking forward to this. I'm not as excited after seeing the trailer, but then again, to be honest, I had absolutely no idea uh, what to expect at all. Um, and but I will say that okay, we're we're gonna get real here for a minute. Like uh, Keanu Reeves, he's not he's not a great actor. At all, like his best work is shit when he ain't talking much, such as John Wick. Um, but his acting in those movies, the first two, I think we all know what we all know what I'm talking about. I don't have to explain it. The way he was he acted in that character, portrayed that character. Now, when I watched this uh, trailer for Bill and Ted Three, um, it, it, it it seemed to me like he was overacting. He was reaching for it. Like he was trying to be a bad actor in order to be that character. It just, it did not hit for me. It did not hit for me. It didn't feel like the same character, even though, you know, I know it's years later, a lot happens as people grow older, but it did not feel like him whatsoever. Uh, it just didn't. Um, you know, that is what it is. Uh, but I'm still looking forward to this. I definitely want to see a lot of death in this, not murder and killing or any of that. I mean, you know, death, the Grim Reaper. want to see shit tons of it. Uh, it would be cool to revisit, um, you know, Billy the Kid, Napoleon, uh, Socrates. But, uh, but then again, another part of me is like, no, please don't. Please, 
Don't just move on. Do so, don't rehash shit. Let's move forward. This is future, and it's so far in the future from from the the time setting of the last one. You know, it's been however many fucking I don't know. Um, I'm getting old. Time just fucking all blends together. But it just uh, it feels like we don't need to rehash, and we shouldn't rehash. Let's let's keep moving forward. Let's not move back. Um, but I am still looking forward to this for sure. Um, and, and, you know, I don't know. We'll just have to see. We'll have to see. It's just, the trailer was a miss for me, but it is what it is. Um, and, and real quick here, another thing, uh, and since I'm flying solo here on the back half, uh, it, this is going to be very, very short, um, which I apologize for, but it is what it is, baby. Um, uh, they talked favorite performances, um, which is great, and, and, you know, a lot of mine are a lot of the ones that were named. So I wanted to bring up a couple of uh, underrated performances, um, and one of them I'm still pissed off about. Now, I'm not a big fan of Jim Carrey, uh, personally, like as far as uh, his... Uh, I'm just not a big fan of his. He lost me. He lost me a long time ago. And the more I hear about him and all this, I just, the more I'm turned off, I just, I don't know. He seems, he seems a little nutty to me, but which is not necessarily a bad thing. But, uh, yeah, we've, we, we've, we've got Jim Carrey here on my list. He's on the top of my list of actors who have been completely fucking screwed. Okay. Um, I still, to this day, am pissed off. He was not. Uh, he was not at least nominated for best actor for Truman Show. Okay, his performance in Truman Show was fucking worthy of a win, in my opinion, especially given who he was up against. Come on, I mean, it's it just uh, Truman Show. Damn it, dude. Jim Carrey, that was a stellar fucking performance. I, I like. I think that. I think that was his best performance ever over Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, over The Majestic, uh, over whatever. Um, certainly Ace Ventura. It, dude, I loved those movies. Maybe not the second one so much, but I loved the first one as a kid. I watch that shit now and I can't make it five fucking minutes, dude. Can't do it. Um, but then another another underrated performance uh, that I think, and I'm probably going to get a lot of head turns and like, uh, no, no, dude, you're fucking ate up. Uh, ben Affleck in Jersey Girl. Now, he, I think he did an amazing job in that role playing that character. Uh, that's one of my, if not my favorite uh, Kevin Smith movie. I love that movie so fucking very much. Um, you know, not to mention George Carlin had an amazing performance in that as well. So good. Uh, but, you know, Affleck takes a lot of shit, and understandably so. But And I think he, I do think he's a better content creator than he is an actor. And I'm not saying at all that I think he's a bad actor. I don't think he's a bad actor at all. I just think... Uh, I think he tends to fall into a trap, or uh, maybe not a trap would be the right word, but he falls into a place where it just it's it's hard to forget that he's been Affleck. Um, whereas so many others, I can suspend uh, suspend the reality of knowing who he is. And, and I'm not even going to compare him to Val Kilmer in Tombstone as Doc Holliday or The Doors as, as uh, um, fucking oh shit. 
name just slipped my oh, I almost kept saying Jimmy. Jim Morrison. Jim, I knew it was a Jim. Um, but just, uh, you know, he, he, great job in Jersey Girl. I really think so. I really do. And uh, I don't know. Honest man, I, I I I don't know, guys. Sorry, it's a short back half of the episode. But I, I I tried to get somebody in here to help me out a little bit, a couple people, but uh, but you know, they're busy recording other shows, which is awesome because, uh, like I said, and like you heard in the promo break, there are other great shows here on Mark with the Movie Blog. Uh, so be sure and check those out as well as this one on your uh, podcast feeds. Uh, check it out on Anchor is what I just send everyone to. Uh, we also have for this show here, Essie and Afterlife is on YouTube now. Uh, and we will be taking this show to video format here shortly. Uh, just uh, wrapping up some equipment upgrades on my end. And uh, then I got to teach myself how to use the shit or find someone to teach me. So uh, cross your fingers for that, everybody. And knock on wood. I just knocked on my head, baby. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a fun week watching SEN live. Um, you know, last week was a heavy week and, uh, and so it was nice to, to get back to a little bit of, uh, movie discussion and some jokes here and there and everything. Uh, and it's been a good time. So, uh, again, a huge shout out to, uh, to my guys there, uh, uh, Kaiser and Smets. Thank you all for being on again. Thank you for your time. Definitely have them on again. Um, I do want to give a huge shout out to Saul. Um, uh, Saul, uh, Saul's a good guy. Um, I like Saul a lot. Uh, he's very easy to talk to. Um, he, he's understanding, uh, of, of, you know, very intuitive. Maybe is not the right word, but he, when you talking to him, he, he puts the piece together easily. You don't have to sit there and try to explain things uh, in depth. He just he hits it, and and uh, he understands, and he's a good listener. He's a good talker. He's a solid guy, um, and, uh, yeah, I really appreciate uh, every single time that he's been on the show. I appreciate his time, generosity, uh, and, and, and his shitty sarcasm and, and, and talking shit and stuff. I love it. I just absolutely fucking love it. But uh, yeah, uh, huge shout out to Saul, um, buddy. I know, uh, I know you. You're probably down on yourself a little bit from the results of that match, but you have absolutely nothing to hold your head down for, man. Uh, you have a bright, bright future in in the IG uh, division for sure. Uh, hopefully, it would be interesting to see you branch out into singles. I know you've talked about wanting to jump in there sometime, but uh, hell of a first match, debut match for Saul. Uh, and, and I just, I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you, dude. Uh, keep it, keep it up, keep working hard. And, uh, yeah, everybody check out Saul too. uh, Schmodown Saul, uh, on the Twitter. So everybody it has been a great week. Thank y'all very much. And, uh, planning some shit for next week. Uh, we were going to have Chris, uh, well, uh, hotel nerd, uh, on here this week, but, uh, he had a change in his work schedule, but we do have him on, uh, booked for next week. So that will be a hell of a lot of fun, guys. So have a great night. Be safe out there. And, uh, oh, shit, if you want to follow me on the Twitter, please do. Uh, you can do so at jwade1134. That is the letter J-W-A-D-E-1134. And uh, I'm out, guys. Have a great, safe week.